Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Supernatural Junkies. Yay. Yay. I'm Alex, and I'm the super. She is super. I can testify to that. <laughs> super duper dad. <laughs> I'm the natural. And this is Pastor Rob, and I am the junkie. Still have not gotten my promotion yet. I thought we got you a promotion last mm-hmm. week. Uh, yeah, you talked about it. You just teased me with it, though. So. We just have to change it up. Come on, guys. I, I want to try being the junkie. <laughs> it's <right>. fun. <laughs> Reminds me of college. Oops, should we edit that out? Maybe that's not. Like no, well, when we, were talking, of... we were talking about microdots earlier. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Some people get that. Most of the, most of the audience will not, but... <laughs> yeah. Google um, it, Google it. Right, but not with kids around, probably. True, probably. could be a bad idea. Yeah, well, you know, in context of this uh, podcast where microdots are not what they used to be, I guess. I don't know, I didn't do the A-O-D-D-W, whatever you called it, the A-O-W-D, I don't know. I had a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, and just to uh, tell you a little bit, it was a hallucinant drug back done, oh gosh, back in the late 80s and through the 90s, and they were called microdots, and we talked about microdots uh, in our last episode, not, not those microdots, so just to clarify, <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, shame on you, check out last week's episode. So, Rob, how was your week here this bu- this week, buddy? <laughs> it, it was fun. I got to move, and moving is always fun. So much fun. But yeah. I do have to say, my little ones, I have a 16 and 11-year-old, they stepped up. Aww. And, yeah, they did a good job. So, didn't complain. Well, my little one did, but my older one was awesome. So, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, for, you know, getting him more involved. It was the first time I actually made them really dig down deep with me. So, you know, moving's never fun, but it's done. So here we go. I'm preaching uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, and Sunday. I get to guest preach at a church in Dover, Florida. So I'm really excited oh, about the week, awesome. though. Well, Dover's where it's happening. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's so hip, so cool. So rural. Dover. Alex, how was your week? It was good. You know, I do want to clarify. I, uh, I you know, like I said, I, I, I was sick um, with the Delta variant of COVID the weeks before, but um, it though it was bad, it wasn't um, like I was dying. I just didn't feel great. I had the world's worst headache. Um, mm. Clarify was at, never at any point <laughs> was I near death. Um, I just had the world's worst migraine. I was very melodramatic. I don't get sick very often, so when I do, I'm the world's worst patient. Um, because I don't get sick very often. I've had one patient worse than you, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and that's saying a lot. Um, but I hate being sick because I don't get sick very often. And when I do, I will be the first to admit I'm the worst. It's the rough. Worst. The, the headache is just is a rough one. But last week you really uh, came on strong and yes. made up uh, for that, that low-key episode from Alex. <laughs> a it was, ago. And let me tell a quick supernatural story. I okay. won't go on a big rabbit trail, but talking about being sick, I just talked about my child. His name is Bronson, actually. He, he's 16 now. For his 14th birthday, I was sick. That was the last time I was sick. It was about... About three days. I hadn't been sick in two years. And I was like, Lord, come on. And we were getting together to have this big family dinner at this nice steakhouse. Everyone's all excited. And all of a sudden, I kid you not, literally 30 minutes before, I miraculously, I mean, was just fine. 100% fine. Went to the dinner. I'm all excited. Great. Um, the sickness is over. Thank you, Lord. Get home. As soon as I walked through the door, I kid you not, I was sick again. Oh. So I, the Lord had me Rally. well. Just for that two to three hours to go to that dinner. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Again, not all miracles have to be, you know, partying the Red Sea. I mean, that was just unbelievable to me, but that's how much he loves us. So pretty cool. No, that is awesome. So yeah, I just want to throw that in there. 
Well, I've been doing some tractor work, and I love tractors. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, how was your week, Kevin? Well, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I actually, uh, I've been working at my parents doing some tractor work. Tractors and is so dumb. They're dumb, but I love them. <laughs> they do Doesn't exactly what I tell them to do. But, Cars uh, reference. They do what you tell them to do without without whining Wanna back. Want to go tractor tipping? <laughs> yeah. Well, I almost did that today, too. Um, but anyways... Uh, <laughs> You know, I went out last week. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out there early and get some stuff done. And the first thing that happened is I broke my chain. And the second thing that mm. happened was uh, I was working on an excavator. And, uh, it, you know, the somehow or another, the bolt that holds the main pin for the bucket, one of the main pins came out. And, of course, I knew exactly what I was doing, but it was kind of out on sure an island. Did. And, <laughs> you know, but I lost that thing, and I could not find it. And so today I went out oh. with a uh, metal. metal detector. And uh, I hate that thing. I actually didn't <laughs> use, I, I didn't find it. It's funny, it was about 10 feet. Somehow when it came out of there, it must have like slingshot. And I walked, I was like, man, I was running out of places. I'm like, how could this thing miss this? Did you big, find it? Yeah, it, this thing is like wow. a huge bolt. It's 10 inches. It's not really a bolt, it's a pin. Yeah. And I found it today. And uh, so I was, man, that was an awesome day and got a lot of work done. So uh are you but talking wait, about one of those? Oh, I'm sorry. He goes, he goes, um, he's like, do you know any place that would uh, rent a metal detector to me? I said, dude, <laughs> just go to the beach and like find an old person and buy them coffee. <laughs> one of those dudes with I that know, hat. I was like, <laughs> just offer to buy them coffee or something. They'll let you borrow the metal detector or like take them for a donut and they'll, they'll let you borrow it. He's like, that's a good idea. No, I didn't. I said, that's an hour from the beach. <laughs> I wonder how many of those guys are millionaires. Like, what do they find? Some huge treasures on, like, Clearwater Beach? I, I would totally, like, I, I could wonder. see myself doing that, though. Just It would be kind of fun. I know. That's what geeks do when they go to the yeah, beach. Right, I mean, right. you know, and, it sounds and, like fun. And that could be us, yes. Right. That That's a true statement. That's a true statement. Well, jumping in here... Um, <laughs> If you're looking for a lot of the content on this particular one, this is part four of the COVID Hi, piece. welcome to Metal Detector Talks, where we talk about what we found on the beach this morning. Oh, it's your new podcast. Well, that's that's kind of what some people are finding. Some metal detectors <laughs> yeah, exactly. are going off here right? <laughs> on some of these vaccines. But, oh, nice uh, segue. Kevin is the king like, of the segue. I, that was good. I like He's, that because awesome. you know, I was listening to summer old ones, you know, because I don't like to repeat stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kevin is like King Segway. Yes, King also non, non sequitur. Like, Let me find a way to tie that in. Yes, how to make it all about me? By the way, one of my favorite comedians, uh, JP Sears, uh, JP Awakening, Awakening with, with JP. JP. We love him. Oh, the red-haired dude. Yeah, yeah he's hair. awesome. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. my favorite, honestly. And he's my so favorite one he's ever done is How to Make Everything About You. It's yeah. You have to see it. And um, so, so sorry if I ever act like that, but <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's pretty hilarious. It's so. all good. Yeah. So um, the mandates are coming, guys, and we've seen it. You know, the cruise ships here in Florida have been tied up. I mean, I, they've changed their minds so many times. It's it's difficult to really believe. Um, I still believe they're going to have some sailing. Uh, mainly the governor's probably protecting us here in Florida. Yeah, he's awesome. But the Love CDC him. keeps saying, you know, no, you can't go. So there's a little bit of fighting. You can't go. Exactly. Mm. But most people are, you know, we talked about that. Again, I'm going to, you know, butt. I'm going to say Presbyterian when I mean Methodist. Oh, these poor guys. Right? The <laughs> hospital that was really successful. And really what it showed is that the, the Fed, federal government really backs that up, that they are able to do that. So, um, you know, in Oregon, they're actually, the, the, the government's what asked. Oregon? 
this Oregon <laughs> state. Um, Oregon? They're asking, <laughs> right. the government's actually asking for anybody that's going maskless. Like a pianist? Yes. Sorry. Uh, you Sorry. know, it, it, they're asking for customers that, that are going maskless to actually show a vaccine passport. So, you know, this is this is all okay. happening. The, the world has been divided, whether Ten you like it or not. Missed. What? Sorry. Wait, nothing. I'm sorry. You no. lost. I'm lost. Me. Yeah, no, don't. Keep going. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> being five. Edit. No, I'm being five years <laughs> old. Sorry. No, keep going. What has happened is, is whether we like it or not, the world has been divided. Don't like it. And you think about Germany. Well, when did that start? It started when they put a little star on them, right? Mm. They gave them their Jewish badge. Ouch. And, and this is exactly the same thing. This is how they divide us and then they conquer us. So, you know, you think about, you know, how that's happening. And I know a lot of people are being threatened with losing their jobs. Or yeah. I had a, a lady I talked to at Bush Gardens. She says, you know, her company is from California. Everybody in her office has taken the vaccine. And uh, she said, I'm the only one that isn't. Mm -hmm. And they make me wear a mask. So, again, they're singling her out and bullying her. And, again, this wow. is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly what communists would want to do. Uh, all of our enemies want to see us divided and conquered. So, you know, that's where we have to have no fear. Right, Rob? Absolutely. You know, and there's a lot of things about fear, and it's coincidentally, and this it really is a coincidence. I, um, I call it a God-quidence, not a coincidence. But oh. I'm actually preaching Friday night on fear because a lot of people are going through fear right now. And some of the things I actually do is I call myself a teaching pastor, if you will. And I like to look at secular studies as well as biblical. So one of the things I went to, because I thought this was really interesting, I went to the Neuroscience Education Institute. I just went on Google and I was looking at it. And what caught Wait, my, don't you mean DuckDuckGo? DuckDuckGo. Oh, that's right. Duck, I'm duck, supposed goose. to be using that, aren't I? I should be using that. that. I'm still, I'm still cheating, and I use Google once in a while. <laughs> and and I came, and I came across this thing. The interesting part about it was that not only did they talk about you know the secular part of it, but they talked about the physiology, but they also talked about the spiritual way. Right. And they have no affiliation with any Christian at all any so Christian organization say, I don't want to say I, I'm not want to tell oh, that part say it, Rob. <laughs> I'm say just going to go ahead and say it but you know first as far as, far as the you know the secular studies and science and all that stuff they're saying that you know fear can have disassociations from yourself unable to have loving feelings learn helplessness helplessness excuse me mood swings but then it talked about spiritual health and that's what really caught me it said bitterness or fear towards god confusion or disgust with God or religion, loss of trust in God, and then it says waiting for God to fix things and despair with everything of spirituality and even losing your faith. So, and again, this was a secular study. This was not done by a church or anything like that. So I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, as we all know, us Christians, we'll take Romans 8, 14 through 15. And for those of us who are led by the Spirit of God, are children of God, the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about adoption to sonship. 
and by him we cry abba and obviously abba means father so we are his children exactly daddy help us so you got to remember we are his kids when it comes down to it we are his kids so he loves us i know and it's a nice feeling so i don't care not i don't care that's the wrong word i don't know how your earthly father is but the one thing is we have a heavenly father who loves us more than you'll know, and he is on the throne. So, amen, right? Amen. amen. There you go. Yeah. You know, we you got to remember we're going to win, and Absolutely. that's that's the first thing. But fixed fight. The mm-hmm. second part is is that you know the gospel is still being preached freely. We still have we still live in the best and freest country in the world, and you know even though this is happening in front of our eyes, you know the the church though this is the goal the, to wake the church up, the lukewarm church, cultural Christianity. There is no such thing right now in our society. And those of us that are trying to hang on to that have not really realized that that, that our society has divorced itself from the moorings of, of Christianity and really going out and calling all the things that we used to call you know, evil, we, we actually call those good. In fact, you're not cool if you don't don't even look at your life that way. So, and, and I guess the real bottom line is if, if Satan is the father of lies, then even a peacemaker cannot capitulate or go along with lies. And if we find the lies, we're going to find, you know, what, what Satan's agenda is. Now, this was a point I felt like, in, and this is article number four on allpropastors.org. Um, so if you're trying to find some of the resources for that. But a lot of people are completely unwilling to entertain anything about the mark of the beast or anything beastly or that the end times somehow happening right now and so most of these people it gets down to this the rapture hasn't occurred so this can't be the mark of the beast the antichrist is the one who requires the mark of the beast or institutes it uh, the one world government isn't here yet so this can't be the mark of the beast mm-hmm. right so uh, the mark of the beast has to be something we know it has to be something we can see it has to be a visible mark it's going to be on our hand and our forehead we're going to blow those up but the real those are all completely irrelevant at this point so and then other people talk about worship we will specifically talk about an, an worship and how taking the mark of the beast really is a form of worship, but it's not what we typically think of. And there's a there's a kind of return to Old Testament law. So we're, we'll see that the mark of the beast is a form of worship, and we're going to blow some of those things up. Um, so here's the thing. Um, we're in a situation now where our society is getting pressure from every angle, Okay. And that worldwide cause is even motiva- motivating Ford and GM, right, to to jump in with political things and say, hey, we don't need any kind of renovations to our, you know, um, voting system in Michigan. Then Toyota jumps in, right? And so we are seeing, you know, a different change here with Toyota jumping in and, and actually supporting people that refuse to certify the elections. So we're seeing this polarization happen even at the business and company level. So this is the dividing of America. If we are united, what? We will stand. If we are divided, we will, what? Fall. And so you can see this polarization is happening throughout our society. 
So, yeah, and it's pretty scary, I have to say. I know I've been talking about my kids a lot today, but I do love them. So, but as far as the election go, you mentioned elections and, and whatnot. And if you looked at our last elections, there was a lot of talk mm-hmm. about things being uh, rigged. And, of course, dead people voting. I don't know how they do that. But anyways, my son asked me, again, he's 11, and he says, Dad, then why do we even vote? What's the point? And it's some that's... That's kind of scary. Well, think about that. That is the that is the integrity level of our whole society. You know, so you think about these false assumptions that people have about everything. We see the polarization happening here, but the mark of the beast is the ultimate polarization of the world, really. Right, right. And we're seeing this happen with the vaccine passports. So the truth is. We really don't know what the mark of the beast is, but the real reality is it's actually the scenario. And again, why do I get to say that this is the precursor to the mark of the beast? Well, because a cause came into the world, right? And this cause made our governments want access to our bodies, right? And then they start to threaten us with exactly the same thing. You cannot buy or sell, right? You lose your job. You don't get to go to Walmart. You don't get to do what you normally do. So we know so little about what the mark of the beast really is from our Bible. And that's because God doesn't give away Satan's plan specifically. If he did, Satan would just do it differently. So he gives us more general scenarios. But when people look at Bible prophecy, the reality is... We have to know, when you read Bible prophecy, you know that God knows the future. And if he knows the future, then he knows your future. So, and the other thing about Bible prophecy, we know when the future is here. And that's really important because that's when we're supposed to sound the alarm. You know, they always say the boy who cries wolf, right? Well, I would say at this point, you can't really cry wolf, but you can say, look, I see a wolf. I've got my binoculars on and I just saw a wolf for the first time in my life. So this is the kind of scenario we're running into. Yeah, and one of the things I want to say about Bible prophecy, I talk about it a lot, especially from the stage. So forgive me if I've talked about it on this program before. Don't yell at me or send emails. I won't read them. No kidding. Anyways, <laughs> but if you want to talk about Bible prophecy, because some people are saying, oh, I don't get it, or that's, that's not true. No, it's the Bible. It's the Word of God. And if you look throughout the whole, whole Old Testament, it talks about Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it talks about the crucifixion scene. Uh, read Psalms 22. Uh, read Isaiah 52. It literally describes that Jesus was unrecognizable on the cross. It's talking about the servant read Isaiah 53 again it talks about if you read these passages and it will describe the crucifixion scene six seven hundred years before depending on which book you're reading before crucifixion was even a thing it right. wasn't it wasn't even a thing there was a tribe about 200 years prior to Christ that had a form of crucifixion but it wasn't even crucifixion so how is it that seven six seven hundred years before it even happens you see it, Christ played out. Again, he, and remember, he fulfilled over 330 prophecies. Yes. So it doesn't mean, it didn't stop, just like signs and wonders and miracles. They did not stop in the book of Acts. You know, that's why we have the book of Revelation for these things. So Yeah, and so, you know, prophecy is why we know Jesus was the Messiah. Absolutely. And it's also why, you know, these scenarios start to come up. And again, this is where our alarm system goes off. And it's also the part where the Holy Spirit needs to be activated with prayer in our lives. But now we've talked about lots of lies and how the lies really show you Satan's agenda. But this vaccine is not a vaccine. It is genetic therapy, right? And then we're being told what? It'll go away if everybody just takes it. Well, of course, that's not going to happen. In fact, we saw lots of results where countries were actually having their worst outbreaks 
even when they got the 60%. Uh, Chile was in particular one that I got to watch a little bit. So, But now, again, they're changing with the way they look at COVID and count COVID. And so now Biden can then turn around and say, look, we're having great success. Because again, what? We're changing how we're counting these things or we change how we're diagnosing with this. So again, only these things are, are, are really what's important. So they really are going to let this go away at this point. However, I believe that's only for a little while. Um, so, you know, when you start to think about this, the church has really divorced itself from matters really of medical nature or of the state. So it doesn't matter that we're being lied to. The church isn't really a beacon of truth, medical truth, right? Political mm-hmm. truth, right? It, it's just not concerned with that. Why? It only is about your faith and your faith is kind of this, you know, earthial thing. It's not really a concrete, it doesn't really affect our actions. And there's a divorce there. So um, we're going to be talking about Dr. David Martin. He was one of the first people that really sounded the alarm about how this is not a vaccine. So again, gene therapy, we go back to, we mentioned it before, but the origin of AIDS movie on Amazon Prime really gives you a lot of information about how really vaccines are developed and how there's an animal substrate and so on and so forth. So I'm going to jump right to David Martin's interview, but the first thing he says is that the vaccine for SARS-CoV-2 virus, it doesn't exist. Okay, Mm -hmm. he says that's absolutely a propaganda war. He goes on to say that COVID-19 is not a disease. It's actually a series of clinical symptoms. Mm -hmm. He says there's actually an illusion that, you know, SARS-CoV-2 actually caused COVID-19. So this test, again, is is under scrutiny from his perspective. And he just basically says, look, if it was a good test, you can't have 80 percent of those people you know, testing positive for something that they probably didn't even have. So again, he comes right out and says, not only these false assumptions, but the official numbers are absolutely being willing lying. So this is again, admitting that these books really are being cooked. He also says that the test is inaccurate. So, you know, whether 80% are asymptomatic or whether it's completely inaccurate, um, again, this is shows you more that there's actually some major deception here. Um, he also talks about, you know, the mRNA part. The first part is that there is no live or attenuated or fragment, fragment of an attenuated virus, which means there's actually no virus in it. And again, that's the common de- definition, whereas gene therapy is completely different. That's the idea of changing your genetic material. And of course, mRNA actually does that. So what actually happens is when they inject this mRNA into your body, they put it in a little fat you know, envelope, if you will. And then this fat omelet is, is basically omelet. Did I say omelet? Yes, you <laughs> omelet. Did. Are you hungry? Omelet? omelet? He said an omelet. <laughs> he, <laughs> made, he made up a whole new egg dish. It I sounds like, delicious. I, I was like, I need to start studying more. I got to increase my vocabulary. I just, I'm just, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so the reality <laughs> here is that, you know, the virus is not in this vaccine. We're not getting a recognize a chance to recognize it in its dead or attenuated form. So what's happened is these these fat omelets <laughs> were basically <laughs> lipids. Lipid profiles are being injected into our body. Then they're absorbed. And what happens is your body overwrites your God-given mRNA codes. And what does that mean? It means that in the peripheral of the cell, at minimum, it hijacks your manufacturing plant and makes you produce a pathogen right now again moderna's own sec filings 
basically uh, make it abundantly clear that you cannot measure the presence or absence of the virus and they could not measure the presence or the absence of the transmission of the virus. So here we have a situation where they actually are not doing anything with the actual virus. Uh, again, I like really a lot what he's saying that it makes you produce a pathogen. These vaccines make you sick. And again, depending on how many tissues they get into, you can start to see the reality of making a pathogen and then your body producing it everywhere. It's really difficult to say where it's going to land and what's going to do when it's get there. But I'm going to read this right out of what he said because we gets to the end. This is compelling. Okay. He, first of all, he says, if you lift the state of emergency, the whole house of cards falls. And who did that? Well, Trump in our country. I will not touch a thing and I will not allow my body to be invaded with a thing that has been developed in an unethical and illegal way. I am not going to let anybody have the opportunity to manipulate my genetic code. It's not going to happen. If that means that it comes at a cost of a particular employee, employer, particular relationship or whatever else, my life happens to be worth more than that. We've been conditioned to fall into this trap, which is we might not be able to get on the phone or the plane, right? You can't drive, right? This is where the vaccine passport comes in. The last thing he shares is this. I'm not going to let anybody have the opportunity to manipulate my genetic code, my DNA. It's not going to happen. Here we have a man that is definitely not a Christian, but he realizes the sacredness of our DNA. And the church today has completely forgotten that DNA represents the book the actual book that God wrote when he wrote us into existence. And that's where we have those common alleles that all make us from the family of God. So again, you think about this genetic therapy. Well, it's really because the church has lost the, the narratives in the Bible that talk about genetic uh, mutation and genetic changes in the Bible. And so this is where I tend to go with that. So when I give the short start of this is that just like I said, DNA is the book that God wrote. Why is that a problem to change it? Because you're changing what God did. Your DNA is what makes you in the image of God. If you change that DNA, then you can change that image. You could change what you look like. Right. right? And, he, and he died for us, the ones who are made in his image. If we change that, then that's not um, that's not what he died for. He didn't die for another species or anything like that. Yes. So. And, and then you think about fatherhood. He's our father, right? Yes. Well, if you don't share common DNA with your father, father, then he is not your father. You are not the father. <laughs> you guys seen that? The What is that? Maury. Maury. Yeah, and they play that music in the background. <laughs> That's crazy. So when you think about the broader goal of transhumanism, which is to really re remake mankind in a new image, this should be an absolute bombshell that we have world governments that have begun mass genetic manipulation on all of us and they're manipulating us mm -hmm. to this solution with bold really unfettered lies honestly so this is again you think about genetics genetic codes um, these are markers. These are things that are bio-identifiable. These are things that create relationships between a father and their children, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, this is an argument that genetic markers could be um, really fulfill the mark of the beast. Right. It's interesting that you said that he's not even a believer, the one who did this, the doctor did the study. So my thing is, is a lot of people, I don't really hear 
uh, very rare the R, uh, excuse me, mRNA brought up yes. you know, anywhere. And so that's pretty alarming. So if we wanted to, like, let's say, share that argument with someone, I, I know you described it, but um, describe it to us like we're five, maybe. So DNA really is the right hand of the genetic code, right? But the, the left hand of the genetic code is your RNA. And again, in, we're going to talk about recombinant DNA, but recombinant DNA therapy uses both you know, recombinant DNA and messenger RNA to actually help change somebody's um, genetic codes. And usually the goal of that is, is we're always dealing with somebody who has some kind of genetic deformity. So, um, so that's what's coming out here. And he is saying there's no way I'm going to let anybody mess with my genetics. And that is something that the church, because they're unaware of the genetic narratives, the, the DNA narratives of their own Bible, that's why this doesn't trip any alarms, you know. Um, he does mention Dr. Tom Cowan. And again, uh, he himself also says that really there's no reason to believe that there's actually a coronavirus out there at all. And that's based upon the cooking of the books that we've talked about. It's also talked about that we don't see actually more dead people really around the world. Now... Yeah. The uh, CD, I'm sorry, when I, when I Google that uh, first time, you know, they have, I forget what the name of the Coronavirus Misinformation Tracking Center. Right, right. Said that was all a lie. Mm. <laughs> and again, they, neither the C U.S. Centers for Disease Control or the Prevention of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration stipulate that vaccines must provide immunity and block transmission. But again, that clearly is what, what's going to happen there. Um, the last thing I'll say is in their rebuttal to Mr. Markin, they actually quote spokesperson Christian Norland as their source. And this is what she says. There are many ways to define it, but CDC describes a vaccine as a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting that person from the disease. Now that proves Dr. Martin is 100% right. I mean, that's exactly what he's saying here. We have to have some immunity specific to this disease, right? And it's supposed to then protect us from transmission. So their own expert is only proving that he's right. So that's part of what the FDA's website is saying, and it doesn't do these things. We're not actually getting immunity. We're not actually preventing transmission. Mm. That That's very scary. <laughs> that is very scary. And, I mean, I don't know anyone who's even talking about it. Just like I mentioned earlier, obviously we're talking about it, and I, I just don't even know how to get that thing started, how to get that conversation started. Well, I more, mean, more people are realizing that this is genetic therapy. There's no doubt. The word on the street is even getting out. But at the best-case scenario, they are overriding your God-given mRNA codes. That's what they're doing. Right. You know, and the second part, at the very least, this is a new experiment that's being carried out on humanity with no long-term effects. Dr. Fauci admitted the other day, this is a while back, one of the interviews, that they never tested this on women who were pregnant. They never wow. did it. So this is the trial. We're in the trial. That's why this is experimental. So we're like the guinea pigs. Absolutely. Human, human guinea pigs when it comes down to it. Which is terrifying. I mean, again, even if I wasn't a Christian or just, I mean, just common sense, I would not put... What? You get natural immunity. This could be good for 10 to 20 years, right? 
Meanwhile, you have people that take the vaccine, right? And they're getting 50 to 80% of them actually get sick. They don't actually get immunity and they can still transmit COVID. And now they need booster shots six to 12 months. So it's experimental, et cetera, et cetera. When you lay this out for people, you're saying, hey, most people are not going to pick this as the best option. Now, and when you're at the doctor's office and they're in, they're asking you in front of the other patients then, mm-hmm. and are they are they thinking that you're going to jump on the wagon and say, oh my gosh, yes, I'm definitely going to do it now. He must, yeah, he must he have wants thought. you to say that, right? Yeah, he mm-hmm. must have thought because he, he rushed them away when I said. Did he? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, no. Why would I do that? I said, I have natural immunity now. Wow. And what, did he have any answer for that at all? No, or no. Did he, he just kind of look at you like, no, no, okay, tried, get out. You're right, next. Right. Next. <laughs> yeah, no, he tried to push them into the office, like, you know, into a closed door. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That would be stupid. Wow. Well, you know, Tucker Carlson's come. I know that he didn't like that I said that in front of all the patients. But I was like, yeah, that would be stupid. Hugs the YouTube <laughs> video. Um, he charged, you mean like but, the naked cowboy? Right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> no, thank you. Well, one more point we want to make, you know, the idea that it's making you manufacture a pathogen, a spike protein, you know, that's really something that is produces something that you really could have a lot of contraindications to this. This We have no idea what that pathogen in all the cells of our bodies is really going to do. Alex, you were talking about that the other day, the uh, spike proteins. Uh, yeah, well, I was listening uh, to an interview with the pioneer of the mRNA vaccine, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, like water Malone. Um, Dr. Robert Malone, it's not water Malone. My kids love that. Anyway, um, Robert Malone, Malone, right? Water Malone in my water Malone helmet. Anyway, um, <laughs> Dr. Robert Malone, he's the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. And um, it was a great interview, actually, with Del Bigtree. It was uh, two and a half hours long, though. But um, he was uh, talking about the spike proteins. And um, when he was, uh, when he came up with the mRNA vaccine, he was actually looking for something entirely different. He was studying breast cancer. And um, this is fascinating. But um, so I was, I, I'm looking at my notes now. So excuse me. It <laughs> takes me a minute here. So he's talking about um, the ACE2 spike protein, and the idea was to target the vaccine thinking that the spike protein would just, it would be the weakest part, and that if they were able to separate that and take that part of, uh, of that, instead of the whole virus, it would take the weakest part and attack it, right, and kill and then stop the virus, okay? What they didn't realize that um, by doing that, the spike protein has its own dangerous property. And um, so that, in, and they thought, well, you know, initially they thought, oh, well, that, that might just be the key, right? But they said, in, he said instead what it turned out to be, instead of just like um, a small part of just a key, they said, in fact, it turned out to be a toxic weapon. Because um, what that actually does is that it opens up a door and leads the attack, okay, to the body. And um, so that he actually went and um, did a study and submitted this study to the FDA in September of 2020 and made them aware um, that this was, this was actually part of the problem of the spike proteins. And he said that they responded by saying, and I'm just paraphrasing what he said, and I think he was paraphrasing as well. Um, and, and they said, we don't see that this is a problem and we're going to proceed anyway. 
So basically, they're just they're just like, well, screw you guys. Oh, well. What's the problem? Right, like, oh, well, too bad. So sad. You were also saying something about the blood-brain barrier. Yes, yeah. I guess that, but um, I just want to say that in addition to that, after he submitted that paperwork to the FDA in um, September 2020, more studies came out because he actually went to initially the... Um, uh, Jonas Salk Institute, right, where he initially studied. The, another, uh, another study came out from them to the FDA saying that those spike proteins open, like you were just saying, the blood-brain barrier. Mm. And um, those studies confirm that. And another um, press release to the FDA came out with more data saying that those spike proteins are cytotoxic. Now, what's in your, um, by the way, what's in your forehead, by the way? What's behind that? Right between your eyes. Brain. Your brain. <laughs> so here we just said The human something. brain weighs um, three pounds, by the way. <laughs> yeah. here we just... I can't say look at you when you're scared. Uh, <laughs> the human brain weighs eight pounds. Uh, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. But your third eye. Right. right? And, how, and many, how much does a cat or a dog's brain weigh? Oh. I, I have no idea. We'll look at DuckDuckGo on that. I just wanted to say DuckDuckGo <laughs> instead of Google. Sorry, the re- go ahead. Continue. The reason I was uh, <laughs> I was but- stealing her thunder was because, you know, here the Bible says that there's going to be a mark to yes. your forehead. Yes. And here yes. we are saying that something's crossing the blood-brain barrier. Right. So, right. So let's get into that blood-brain barrier. So Can you say that three times, though? Blood-brain barrier, blood-brain barrier, blood-brain barrier, red leather, yet leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Okay. I'm a pheasant plucker, pheasant plucker's wife. I'll go and pluck pheasants. Overachiever. Yeah, I know. This is how we warm up, right, before we go on here. I'm just kidding. I think this is what maybe Rob or Alex do. Yeah, I know. Tongue twisters. Yes. Tree sweet, tree sweet. My whole way on the way here, guys, that's what I'm doing. Right. I thought I was praying in tongues, but really I'm doing that. I know, he's just trying to warm up. Okay. So the um, brain barrier. So, okay. So for those of you that don't know, some of you are already like, wait a minute, the blood-brain barrier. So if it can open up the blood-brain barrier, for those of you that already are sitting there going, holy shiznit. Um, if, but okay, for some, we'll get to fix that. One. No, it says I said shiznit. That's not good. <laughs> no, that's not bad. What you guys get over? I'm, I'm leaving this in. I'm yeah, leaving this in. I'm yeah, leaving it it's, in. It's, <laughs> no, I mean the talk about it. But, that, the reason I wanted to point that out, we will come back to this, by the way, yeah. on another episode. But you know, the bottom line is anything crossing into the blood-brain barrier means, hey, we're we're talking about changing this even inside your brain. Mental status. And, and the bottom line is Neuropathy. that's what's in our forehead. Yeah. So you, you think about our forehead, what's really between our eyes, it's the frontal lobe. That's where our personality is, right? That's where our relationship skills are at. Um, so, you know, this is exactly the part of our brain that, you know, could be affected by something like this. We're talking like huge shifts in your personality yes. as well. You could I, see that. I, you know, I, I, that is that should be terrifying. And when you think... Um, we don't want to talk about the microdot right now either, do we? That's in a minute. Okay. So we won't go there. But we will come back to the microdot in a second because um, it will have something to do with that blood-brain barrier. That, But that should be terrifying for anyone to think that it can open that up and cause changes to you as a person, what you can remember. 
guys. We, we're going to spend a whole episode Oof. on what yeah. really happens uh, with the... That's Because it really is opening up your third eye, possibly, oh, right? When we start to talk about the mark of the beast, you're going to see oh, that man. it is correlated to the opening of the abyss. And um, so we'll, we'll begin that probably, uh, I think that's part six, possibly. Um, but that also segues into another thing that Alex loves to talk about. There was a little while where I thought we just wanted to say cytokine storm and Dolores Cahill. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> cytokine. No. Cytokine. Cytokine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, we're, yeah, we'll talk about Dr. Dolores Cahill. So, um, let there me let me pull up her credentials first because she's very mm. highly credentialed. She's from UCD, um, University College of Dublin. She's a professor. She's a very... Um, highly respected, full professor. Uh, my phone doesn't recognize me. It's like, who this? Is she? Is she from there? Or yeah, yeah. The she is, and she's a lovely, lovely accent. She's um, Irish, and um, she's lovely. I can't do Irish. I know Rob's like. You really, you <laughs> I know. I was, I was waiting. Just, I was I waiting. Know. I, I, I could if I heard it. Sometimes I have to well, hear it. I've tried to do it before, but it always comes out like the Australian. Oh, let's I, hear for it. For some reason. Let's hear it. Oh, so I come from Ireland. Is that is that even close or no? I don't know. Is if you say close? magically delicious, I'll hit you. <laughs> Magic, oh, I don't want to get hit. I was about to say it. So I don't want to get punched in the <laughs> no, face. No, let's hear. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but they don't say it anywhere. They're magically delicious. That's how they say it. They don't go magically delicious. <laughs> I, I have a um, a friend who's Irish, and she gets so oh. irritated when that commercial. You know, she's like, "This, that's Irish people don't say that." I'm like, "I, I know. I would imagine." I want to give you a fun fact real quick. I am 43 percent Irish. Wow. Thank you. And one percent Jewish. That's the holy part of me. That's totally that's the, the Jesus part of me. Jesus, have you ever been to Ireland? I have not been there, but Me I've either. seen it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to Ireland. I've never been. But anyway, um, anyway, Dr. Dolores Cahill, she is professor um, University College Dublin. She's an academic researcher and lecturer. Okay. And um, she was um, a chairperson of the Irish Freedom Party. She's recently just stepped down. But anyway, she... Um, and I have links that I'm going to be sending so that we can post that um, as far as the notes. That is that is in part four, by the way. Oh, okay. Specific. You do have it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So um, she goes on to talk about um, one of the reasons that because coronaviruses, SARS coronaviruses, have been around for a very, very, very long time. And one of the, the issues that they've had with coming up with a vaccine for coronaviruses is something called an antibody dependent response now there's um, otherwise known as the cytokine storm okay there's a lot of names that it goes by immuno priming or immuno super priming dr yeadon um the former pfizer um, vice president he calls it pathogenic priming um, antibody dependent enhancement in the end it cytokine storm is what happens from the the priming right and so basically what that is, is that after receiving the vaccine, right, and those spike proteins go into every part of your body, making the, you immune from that initial vaccine. Great, because that's what you want, right? But then what happens is you make those spike proteins on every cell of your body so that the next time they encounter, right, a wild virus, a new, maybe a cold, maybe a respiratory infection, maybe a new coronavirus, whatever it is, you're, suddenly it comes into your body and your body goes, um, because now it, it doesn't recognize the initial vaccine that it was given because it, it's made you immune to that one. But the new one, it goes, holy crap. 
There's a new invader. And <laughs> right? Well, this this code is in every cell of your body. Yeah, and it goes wow. and then it goes crazy. So right? when it sees it again, um your body literally goes nuts and um you go into organ failure. Yes. It can it can actually begin to attack it's your own self, tissues. And you And if wow. it's in your organs, well you then you start to see organ failure. Die. You shut down. You die. So um, That's kind of serious. If yeah, you die. no, it's it, it is serious, and it, it's called um, a cytokine storm. And they believe that a lot of what happened in Italy was cytokine storm. Really? Yes. And so Dolores Cahill's thought is that what we're going to start seeing in the next two to three years, because all these people that have gotten the vaccine, is cytokine storms. Right. And so, and the really interesting part of this, right, is that when people um, have gotten the vaccine. And when they their bodies go into a cytokine storm, okay, after receiving the vaccine, you can actually tell the difference by doing an autopsy after they've died between people that die from a coronavirus, right, and people that die from a cytokine storm when you do an autopsy. Um, now, interestingly enough, um, when Italy happened and all those people died, we suddenly in the United States initially and then Italy, we changed the policy on um, autopsies right. the immediately. CD, the CDC changed their guidelines and autopsies was one of the things they prevented. Because um, you to in order to tell the difference between a um, autopsy uh, and see the difference between a cytokine storm death and a coronavirus death, you have to look at the lungs and see the inflammation in them. So now, um, if someone has coronavirus or anything like that on their um, death certificate, we don't do an autopsy. So how would you right. tell the difference? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so like the one way that you would actually be able to tell if it was caused by a cytokine storm, we've now shut that down. Right. Well, interesting enough, now, weren't they saying in Italy, primarily in the beginning, they were saying it's because the heavy population smokes? It that's their, remember see, they were blaming it right, on well, that? It's it also the oldest population. Right. No, that's true. But it doesn't even really matter because now we've, uh, you know, they've essentially cut off anyone knowing. Right, right. right. So it's, it's all these safeguards to protect themselves. Wow. So I, I was just looking today and now, <laughs> interestingly enough, they're saying like, oh, covid causes naturally the cytokine storm wow naturally causes yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. There, there's okay. no doubt there, oh, yeah. there's going to be all <laughs> kinds of so, new things that are supposedly right. caused by covid you so know? what i want to tell say to, to anybody that's listening and if you guys have family that have um gotten vaccine or you know anyone that's gotten the vaccine there are ways to calm the cytokine storm okay um there are natural ways you can talk to um, a naturopath or consult somebody that you, that you trust, um, please. You know, we're not, um, you know, certainly, you know, Kevin is a, a chiropractor. You know, you can send in questions. But, you know, if you have someone, a naturopath or someone that you trust, ask them, please. We can't, I can't give you medical advice. Rob can't give you medical advice. Mm -hmm. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and you don't know Kevin personally. He doesn't know your situation personally. So I, I would just say that there are ways to calm the cytokine storm if that starts. Please find out what those symptoms are, look those up, find out, and, and share that information with the people that you know that have gotten the vaccines um, to be on the lookout, please. Absolutely, you I mean, know, literally bunch, a matter of life and death. Yeah, we want you to be informed, and I don't want this to happen to anybody. No. And, no. and anybody that you love. So just mm. be informed. We will talk about alternative treatments, and sure. again, uh, this is 
this is something that she's predicting is going to happen in the future. Yes. Again, this is where we can't say that this will happen. But again, the facts are the facts. When they did this on Mike's, you read it yourself. It says caution in proceeding to human studies. So we are in those studies and there was no caution being shed. So no matter what you think of Dolores, that's, you know, that research still stands. That's what actually happened. So we really could be looking at a potential crime to humanity, right? And all of this is all gets down to one thing. Why are humans still here? Because God made our body and he is an intelligent God. He put us in a world that is difficult. You know, he allows for things like viruses and whatnot. And so in normal, healthy people, we're able to deal with these things. But we have gotten to this point where really medicine has become a God to us. And we must irrationally believe whether we have any personal risk. I mean, most people, when you think about your personal risk for this, right, as we covered in the last sessions, you don't have any risk. If you're if you're under 65 and you have no underlying conditions, you don't have a risk. And yet we're still being bullied, right? You start to look at the whole thing. People won't even talk about the fact that they're still using some fetal tissue lines in the development of these things. Mm. So, you know, there's all kinds of issues here for us Christians. Um, she mentioned Dr. Dolores Cahill, another one, again, probably my, one of my favorites, Dr. Simone Gold, American Frontlines doctor. Mm. She There's a reference on there as well about how she covers all of this stuff as well. She talks about the history of vaccines and the reason why there's no COVID vaccine is because this hypersensitivity to later COVIDs happened the same way. So what Dolores is saying, you know, happened with the mRNA and the mice, that was also recorded when they actually gave these COVID um, vaccines to other people. They actually set them up for failure. Now we're going to talk about the... um, well, one of the things we mentioned there, mentioned in that, that article is about the vaccinations in Israel. And again, this particular uh, paper that was covering this, um, they said that there's a big mismatch. And these why this is why the people that were on the ground were, were, were expressing a lot of frustration because they were seeing more young people die from the vaccine than they were seeing die from COVID. And they expressed a lot of, you know, angst at that, meaning that they're they're not seeing their statistics being reflected in the overall statistics. So uh, this was Ynet, uh, actually, this is one of the ones that did that. So in January 2021, we had 3,000 records of vaccine adverse effects, including 2,900 for mRNA vaccines. And this is, again, compared to other years, that's 40 times higher, okay? You know, at the end, really, this is what he says, this is a new Holocaust, is literally what he's calling it. The fact that we're not able to communicate on this vital information to fellow citizens, they felt like they were being censored. That's why they went to that particular, uh, you know, that particular paper. So when you think about the vaccine warnings, right, when they were putting this vaccine out, there wasn't even a waiver. And then again, they started to keep track of what was happening. For example, now you'll hear people talk about VAERS. VAERS is Vaccine Emergency Response System. And again, by December um, 14th, uh, through February 26, we had 25,000 adverse effects reported, right? We had 20, uh, 1,265 deaths, 4,424 serious injuries. We had 180 uh, pregnant women, uh, including 56 report of miscarriages and mm. premature birth. So, you know, these are the things that were happening. And then as a, as a result of that, the CDC had to really add on to the disclaimers. 
Um, one particular um, Sloan Kettering uh, was a scientist at Sloan Kettering actually discovered that mRNA inactivates a tumor uh, pressing, uh, suppressing protein, which means that these vaccines could actually again promote cancer. We had schools that actually closed down in Michigan because of their reactions, you know, to to COVID. So this informed consent just kept getting longer and longer and longer to the mm. point that now it's just shocking, just shocking that they're no longer keeping track of adverse reactions to this. Alex? Well, today I was listening to, they know that that adverse reporting line is um, so everything is still so underreported it is still so completely inaccurate that they are having to um go through and uh revamp the entire system because of like it's not working we know that it is it, only one percent of what's actually um reported on there it, it's it's minuscule like one percent that's scary one percent it's frightening Well, when this was first coming out, you know, this is what the CDC said, that the specific and significant COVID-19 risks, okay, adverse reactions are prominent, should be prominently and independently disclosed to research subjects currently in the vaccine trials. Notice that they call them what they are, trials. It doesn't matter that they're showing this on cartoons for our kids and how they need to be vaccinated. This is the CDC admitting the truth, that they are being recruited for trials and future patients and uh, and that's after vaccine approval. So again, they're trying to be ethical here, but again, now suddenly they stop tracking all of this because mm-hmm. again, the the list, you know, yeah. you, you know how you get your your medication, right? And you look that long sheet that they give you, and you're like, holy smokes, that's a lot of contraindications. Right. Well, that's what was happening. So um, so uh, also, uh, Alex, didn't Mike Eden talk about? Um, how the, the boosters and all of that was working with the vaccine, why that kind of was a very strange thing to him. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to play that now? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, let me let me just show this part really quickly. So, um, dis- can I? December 15th, uh, 2020, Kaiser Foundation published a survey that 27% of the population says that they are not vaccinated and they will definitely not be getting vaccinated. Um, and of those 27%, 29% of those work in the healthcare sector. Did you know that? Right. Is that crazy? Okay. And so um, this is fascinating to me. 50% of the frontline workers in Los Angeles refuse to get the vaccine. Right. 50% Los Angeles frontline workers. That's awesome. Yeah. They were absolutely refused. Do you know why they're refusing? Because of the adverse side effects that they've seen. Yes. Is that crazy? Los Angeles people. 50% of their frontline workers refuse to get the vaccine because of the adverse side effects they've seen. And that is in the state of <laughs> California, if I know yes. my... <laughs> yes. By the way, there was That's no California. one knocking at the door. That was that Alex was pounding on I, the seat. I, I thought... I, that should blow <laughs> you... thunder. Folks, it that should. should blow you away. That's so scary. That should be like... Whole because that entire city is a it's a tent city, right? People because they shut down for a year, right? Yeah, yeah. more than a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's shocking, and the fact that you know um, they feel so seriously about it that they're like, yeah, that's just wow. I I was when I read that I was like, 
That's amazing. That's so cool. All right, so I'm going to play this. This is a um, the Defender podcast. This is Mike Eden. This is about um, three minutes, 25 seconds. So just bear with me. It's uh, you know, not the clearest, but he's going to be talking about specifically the boosters in reference to you know um, the vaccines and what's really going on. So there we go. Take it away. Anytime now. Three, two, one. When, when, whenever you want to talk, Mikey, you just come on, Mike. Feel free. You need to, I'm depending on you, dude. Just you, come talk. on, Mike. Feel, come on. Feel free. We're waiting just, on you, buddy. Wait, just, dude, just give it up, man. Mikey. <laughs> By the way, guys, um, we are exactly halfway through in my notes, and we're at one hour. Yep, fifty-nine minutes. So there's no way we're gonna get through the whole. He'll he'll splice this in. Okay. You have to splice it. Okay. I'm just wait. when oh, you get it up. Yeah. No. I'm. Oh, I'm trying to get it up. Trust me. Waiting for Mikey to talk. So we're going to shut it down, I think, after that, okay? Yeah, no, we're, yeah. Mike's going to talk any time now. Wait. Mike. Oh, wait, because I have it on silent. Maybe. In my notes, I'm Where's Mike? It's terrible. It's okay, terrible. Wait, here, here we go. Yeah. All right. Just a brief thing. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Yeah, and in this way, we become absolute slaves to this whole vaccine paradigm. Yes. You know, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Just a brief thing. I think I can explain it quickly. It is true, as I said earlier, when this virus replicates, it makes typogram hilarious. It's actually a really good copy. It makes very few mistakes. It's not like influenza, where it can make big leaps. You know, it can change big chunks of its, itself because it exchanges bits of genetic information sometimes inside you and so you see big leaps in the evolution of influenza viruses and they genuinely do change it even new vaccine so i think this is where whatever for whatever reason whoever's playing this stupid game they're they're giving you just enough information that's adjacent to something that's true is not itself true so the coronaviruses mutate so slowly let me tell you in 16 months since it was sequenced in Wuhan, China, it's the most different variant is still 99.7% identical to the original. To the and most, that's it. I absolutely assure you, both empirically and theoretically, that a variant that little change will slither past your immune defenses, whether acquired naturally after infection or by vaccination. So I'm sorry, folks, I've asked hundreds of thousands of people through these interviews, immunologists, doctors, scientists, researchers, challenge me, I'm wrong, love to be wrong, I'd sleep but I'm convinced I'm not wrong. And we are being told, and worse than we're being told, some of these companies, Robert, are manufacturing a billion doses of booster virus uh, vaccines and i think they can't be vaccines because you're already immunized and the change is so slight you do not need to change so this is where i fear that the best scenario you described robert of being controlled and required to receive some expensive top-up it'd be a way of milking humanity forever whilst also having totalitarian control uh, you may have seen me say this and I'm, uh, i don't know it's not my crime i don't know this is what they're going to do my fear is the combination of vaccine passports, you know, an app on your phone that has to be valid at all times for you to transact in a normal life, will be used 
to bring you to a center where you receive your booster jab or top-up jab. And if it is someone's, if it is in someone's mind and plan to harm or kill us, that's the way they can do it with plausible deniability. And I think there are enough people who think they need to save the world by culling quite a lot of us. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I've not seen an insider's copy. I don't know that that's their motivation. But what I do know is there's a massive deception that's been going on since last year about these mutants and variants and the need for a top-up booster. That's a massive amount of light. The published literature supports what I've said. That's why I got the information. There's been you know, several dozen really good immunological papers that have studied so called T-cell immunity and people who've been vaccinated or recovered from the virus. All right. That's, so that's, wow. yeah, that should be horrifying, right? Well, yeah. he, he's really saying here that there is no, nothing that he can come up with why we have to be on this bandwagon. And uh, so we're, we're a little over halfway in, but we're going to go back to this study for, we're going to sign off for today. And we're going to come back to something that is actually real and is happening. It's called recombinant DNA therapy. And this is something that fits the scenario that he's talking about. So yeah. I hope you guys will come back and join us. Um, you know, like he said, some some form of totalitarian government, which, which we know is coming. Yeah. He's saying if we give them this, they will be able to do everything and anything they want mm. to us. And that's really what you can see that fear that he is coming out with. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't talk about microdots, but it's coming. We will. Microdots yeah. is next time. Microdots. I microdots. can't wait. I cannot <laughs> we wait. Microdobs. 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 And just remember, again, Psalms 47, verse 8. God reigns over the nation. God sits on his holy throne. That's right. And none of this is something that God didn't see coming. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's why we read his word. And right. we, we talk about these things. And again... You just think about that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's right. You know, but he is trying to tell us that the future is here. These are things that have never existed on the planet before, and they are giving us options. And that's why to, the idea that the church is not saying anything about this is, yeah. again, you, like he says, I hope I'm wrong, right? Yeah. I, I would, too. What would do? I would sleep better at night, mm. well, right? I, I told Kevin um, the other day that... You know, as scary as all this sounds, you know, you have to see this as you were chosen to be alive right now. And it's right. It's an honor, you know, and as frightening as it can seem sometimes, the Lord chose you to be alive right now for a reason. You know, there's something he needs you here, you know, so he has his eye on you and he says, you, I need you here right now for a reason so you know don't be don't be frightened don't be weary stand strong he knows you know you were chosen for this and so you can do this you can stand strong in this so you know it it really is an honor yeah yeah Yeah. spend some time in prayer and ask him what you're supposed to be doing and do it to the best of your ability that's right you're you're one of his warriors you know so yeah well guys it was fun we gave you a lot to chew on do people still say that so and we really hope (laughs) you come back back. chew on that chew on that so anyways thank you so much for joining us don't remember what is it to review right review like review share subscribe subscribe yeah all that stuff thank you so much we love you guys guys. guys. see you